Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. From Sunday's Soda Fountain on Jefferson Street in downtown Lafayette, we're Out to Lunch with Christian Maida, editor and publisher of The Current. It's business, Acadiana style. Welcome to Out to Lunch. I'm Christian Mater. Variety is the spice of life. Well, in Louisiana, spice is the spice of life, or maybe flavor is the spice of life. It's beyond cliche that we like things spicy here, although most cooks and chefs will tell you we like things well-seasoned. No surprise, then, that seasoning is a big business in the Acadiana region. There are No shortage of homegrown seasonings or seasoning companies even. Every family has their own favorite blend, so why not have a blend you can make on your own and maybe make a buck or two off of it? Uh, Brothers Troy and Zoe Bolden are doing just that with their company, Cajun Nation. Troy and Zoe created the brand name Cajun Nation originally as an apparel company. And when Zoe's wife needed to go on a low-sodium diet, they came up with another idea, a line of low-sodium MSG-free seasonings that pack all the flavor the Gulf Coast is known for. Cajun Nation took off, and today their products are found in major grocery and retail chains like Rouse's, Albertson's, and even HEB in Texas. It's still very much a family operation and a black-owned, veteran-owned business. Troy and Zoe Bolton, welcome to Out to Lunch. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. How you doing? Yeah. Uh, we're constantly putting our own spin on spice. Pretty much every food you can find here in Louisiana has a Louisiana version of it. It's not just seafood that we like to be well-seasoned. What about macarons cream cheese and pepper jelly candied jalapeno smoked pecan these are hardly traditional french flavors to the brainchild of my guest virginia saint germain better known to her family as tut and the owner of tut's bakery in new iberia Uh, virginia turned her passion for home baking into a home business that specializes in made from scratch confections and baked goods she makes her own yeast for sourdough bread, dough for seasonal pies and fillings for those inventive devilish macarons virginia is an LPN by trade. She operates the bakery at home in New Iberia with help from her husband. Virginia St. Germain, welcome to Out to Lunch. Thanks. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Um, Troy, Zoe, for the people that can't see you, you guys are wearing a poppin' like Raging Cajun Red. <laughs> and I've just, you know, one of the things that just sort of popped off the screen for me when I kind of looked into what you guys are doing is like you guys marketing game is like on point like it just really <laughs> sticks out you know and you got the bright red can i mean it's real consistent even have family photos right everybody's wearing the red for the operation i mean you know I, that seems like a really effective way to stand out right i mean i you go to grocery stores there are lots of seasonings i mean was that really intentional like we really need to make sure that our brand has a visual component for us to kind of pop off the shelves or did you feel like nah what's inside is what's going to matter no in the beginning it was uh when I designed the can, Zoe and I was on the phone with designing the can. Ready has the longest wavelength. Okay. So if you walk down an aisle and you look down an aisle, red is the first color you're going to see. <laughs> so when we designed the can, I was like, okay, let's go with red. And I designed the can like a clock. Yeah, Cajun certified is at the top, like 12 o'clock. Yeah. Cajun seasoning is 6 o'clock. Low sodium is 9 o'clock. No MSG is three o'clock, mm-hmm. and I made the dial big. Yeah. So when you turn, it plays a trick on you. You don't know if it's red on white or white on red. Your eye, so it has it, it pauses you for about three seconds. Yeah. 
and then I put a, a kind of like a sneak design. You know, like FedEx got the arrow, Wiggins yeah. got the mom. Well, your eye's gonna read it two ways. It's gonna read Cajun Nation, a product of Louisiana. Yeah. Or it's gonna read a product of Cajun Nation, Louisiana. So it holds your eye even a little longer. You know, I noticed that. I was just, seriously, I was looking at the can and I was like, wait, how am I? And then, I, you know, but I, at first I was thinking, wait, am, am I just reading it wrong? But it did make me sit with the can for a lot longer and try to figure out, wait, what's the sentence? What's the syntax here? I'm an editor by trade, right? So how am I supposed <laughs> to read this? I mean, did you figure out that you needed to focus on this? You talk about the wavelength, right? It sounds like we're getting into behavioral economics and science here. I mean, but I mean, was there a specific, like you guys are wearing Rage and Cajun red, I would call this. I don't know if well, I'm violating any trademarks no, here. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> uh, what a thing about when, when Troy, when he, when he proposed that and we were going through it, it looked simple, but it was effective. And that design on this can led to a slogan yeah. that just pushes the brand. Trademarks, go get the red can. And we just, in almost every posting, every advertisement, everything, go get the red can. It got to the point that where customers were holding it, go get the red can, you know, and fast forward, we even got a six foot mascot now. That's the red can. And that's, uh, yeah, so it, it's, like you said, We've been doing this a long time, but the red can was what kicked it off. And what, what, and what, Zocam, Zocam, I would go get the red can. Okay, I'm kind of a tinkler. Yeah. You know, and uh, he was like, let's put the can in a hand. Because if you have something in your hand, everybody wants to look and see what you what's got in your hand. Yeah. So that was one of the. Uh, that was along with the tagline. Yeah, sure. So, so from red cans to candied jalapeno <laughs> macarons. I mean, so that's a pretty effective, frankly, Virginia. You know, it's a tantalizing flavor idea. I mean, can, candied jalapenos are really delicious. I mean, when you were kind of thinking about how to put your signature on, I mean, I'm thinking macarons. You know, they're tricky to make. They Maybe are. not the most obvious food to get your start in if you're going to do something mass produced. I mean, did you? start with I want to do macarons and then you kind of stick with the traditional favors or did you leap right into well you know what if I'm going to stand out I need to stick with something like candied jalapenos um I think I just kind of jumped right in I decided I was going to try to make them I got obsessed with it until they were perfect and then I don't like um, overly sweet things so my goal was to make things that were sweet and savory or something that was a little tart something that was a little bitter I like kind of out-of-the-box flavors, and that one was actually inspired by um, my husband because he likes really spicy things, and yeah. so I was like, well, what happens if you pour a bunch of brown sugar on jalapenos? Well, it tastes really freaking good, and then <laughs> <laughs> if you put it in a really sugary cookie, then it tastes even better, Yeah, you know, so it, it just works, and people love it. You know, it's like, I'm trying to think through this a little bit because, like, you know, custom baking, a lot of it, I'm sure, is sort of like almost like catering from afar. People are looking to get something to bring to a party. I mean, how do you make yourself stand out in that world, right? I mean, is it just the flavor thing where you're saying, well, you could come to me and get, you know, flavor of macaron you haven't experienced anywhere else? Or is it you're thinking, well, what do macaron customers want? I mean, who is the, the target market for Tut's Bakery? Um, it's, I guess my target is everyone. I would like everyone to eat them. Yeah. But initially it was just, I just, I want them to taste good. I want people to like them. And then once I realized that 
these are extremely customizable. I can do whatever I want. Like, why not just go for it? I mean, I brought y'all some today, and there's everything bagel seasoning in one of them. Um, why not try it? You know, it's and then I also have hot honey. So I like interesting things. It's just to get people to try them, and sometimes I have to do that a little sneakily, but it always works. <laughs> so I, we're going to have a conversation in a minute as a gang about you know things that we've probably tried that tasted bad. This is my favorite thing to do with people who make things. But I, I want to ask you know you guys, uh, Troy and Zoe, about you know trying to break into a market where I feel like a lot of people have brand loyalty right mm -hmm. around seasoning I mean I'm thinking I grew up I don't remember like ever deciding that my family used Tony Sachery's right it was just sort of there um, does it is there something that you have to do when you're trying to develop that flavor to convince people like hey give this a shot if a family or a, you know a home table has been just sort of stuck with the same seasoning their entire lives I can tell you right now when we when we created this blend it was two things behind it. We wanted it to be tasty, healthy, because that was the whole premise about creating it. Right. So when we introduced it to our community, which was Franklin, St. Mary Parish, that's where we first went out there with it. Low sodium, first thing. Man, we've been looking for that. Yeah. So we had low sodium, no MSG, and great flavor. And one of the things that, uh, and it, it was right at the start of COVID. I'm a home chef. I'm not a chef. Somebody asked me for a recipe. I'm something like you. <laughs> I just get, I go to the rest, I mean, I go to the grocery store and I just start picking up stuff. Yeah. I'm going to cook this. You're like, man, where you get this from? And it all goes back to that. So when we started doing that and we started posting home chef, Zoe, home chef Troy on social media, it was like they started coming back. The home chef's like, man, I like the blend on a paper plate with a uh, plastic fork. It wasn't in no fine china, you know, like the, the larger brands do. This, I call it studio pictures. Yeah. It wasn't none of that. It was somebody in their kitchen. So to get back to what you were asking, we just was able to convince them from a healthier aspect, hey, you, your food could still taste great with this product. You're not losing anything. You're gaining that healthy aspect of your, your cooking. Like a guy told me, you know, with a red cane, you can continue to add, and your food won't get salty. <laughs> get a little hotter, <laughs> but it won't get saltier. Yes. Right. And that was one of the biggest keys, and the flavor. Yeah. So, I mean, Troy, you, you seem to be kind of the marketing brains. Am I reading this right? I mean, you're the marketing guy. I mean, as you guys have expanded the lines, right? I mean, you've got, you know, Cajun Nation, the sort of dry seasoning, dry rub kind of area. You've got the Cajun Coast, right? It's kind of more seafood-oriented, and then the sauces. I mean... Have you tried to bring that same philosophy? Well, we're going to market this sort of as a healthier alternative, or is it, well, we just know we can make a better, you know, uh, barbecue sauce or hot pepper sauce. No, well, Zoe came up, you know, you know, we have our pools of, of pulling at each other. Yeah. And uh, I was going to make them all colors, but then Zoe said, no, let's keep the consistency. So what we did was, uh, Zoe's the brand child behind the labels of our brands. He said, because Cajun Nation is the dry rubs. Mm -hmm. Cajun Coast is the seafood products. Cajun Heat is the sauces. Mm -hmm. And Cajun Sugar. Everything is low sodium. It's, uh, and the Cajun Coast, seafood balls usually run about 1,200 to 1,500 milligrams per serving. I was run at 310. <laughs> and so pretty much introduced, I think, 
I'm thinking the first flavored seafood ball, spicy citrus. Hmm. So we want to be known as the low sodium healthy Cajun seasoning. Hmm. And sauces. And sauces. <laughs> Virginia, I mean, if you're kind of, it feels like the product that you're selling, I mean, if anytime we start talking about things like um, we're making it from scratch or we're, we're experimenting with new flavors, I mean, there, there, there comes into the conversation, right, you're selling to the customer the idea that it's just sort of a premium product. I mean, does that influence how you're even beginning to supply, like, you know, come up with your own supply? I mean, what goes into making a good macaron? Do you have to be really discerning about that or, 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 or what? I mean, really, I'm fascinated by this transition from making what feels like kind of a small batch product and something you got to make lots of. So a macaron cookie is always the same, basically. Um, and it has four ingredients, egg whites, regular sugar, powdered sugar, and almond flour. That's it. I can dye them whatever color I want. I can add flavorings to them. I can take it away. So really the, the biggest part of that is what I put inside of it. Mm -hmm. um, and so those are a lot more often a little bit more stable. It's buttercreams, it's ganache, mm -hmm. um, it's fruit fillings that I'm creating myself. So it's, um, it's a little bit easier to, I can make, you know, I can make two dozen of them and have four or five different colors and flavors within that because the base is always the same. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I can just customize it however you want. So people will sometimes call me for baby showers or weddings and say, well, I want, you know, strawberries and cream, but I want it to be, I don't know, blue. Mm -hmm. Is that possible? And I'm like, well, yeah, it can be whatever you want it to be. I can make it five different colors and put sprinkles on it and draw all over it, and it'll still taste like strawberries and cream at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. So my only issue as of late is, you know, obviously the rise in cost of sure. ingredients and things like that. And I've just kind of turned to local people. I get local eggs from um, girls that I know. They sell them to me and, you know, I'm able to buy some things in bulk and, you know, it just works. But it's it's very individualized, but it's easy to make on a large scale. So at this point, are you still primarily just selling if you know i go to your website order and have, you, have you looked into retailing this in any way either like at a farmer's market or in a grocery store so i do um i do art walk here in lafayette um that you know is all year round so i do that every month i do buy you to maine and franklin so that's every single month um never ends and then i do local pop-ups and so other than that yeah it is mostly custom orders on my website i'll do specialty boxes and things like that for month to month for mm -hmm. holidays you know, you can always find something, you know, extra or interesting on there. But otherwise, you'll find me out in the community just peddling cookies. You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Christian Mader. I'm talking with Virginia St. Germain of Tut's Bakery and the founders of Cajun Nation Seasoning, Troy and Zoe Bolden. You guys actually, Troy and Zoe, you think you have kind of a, a, what I take to be kind of an unusual model, right? Or a different way of doing delivery to, to grocery stores. But talk to me a little bit about how you guys are actually manufacturing the project and, and product and getting it into stores. How does that work? <laughs> <laughs> we got uh, all our products are third party. Okay. All of them, third party. Uh, what, what do you mean by third party? We got a co-packer. Okay, got it. Uh, we, we work on the blends. We tell them what we want, and he package it for us. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll discuss that later. But, sure, uh, yeah. Happily. <laughs> uh, with this, what we're doing for the Rouses, the HEBs, uh, and the Albertsons, yeah, we in the Albertsons, we uh, use it, what we call a DSD, delivery service. Or they order from us, 
and they go and service all the stores, right? Yep. Locally, we like to keep our pulse on what's going on. I might go, just say Cameron Crow. I might go into Cameron Crow, the Champagne's, look at the shelf, and I'll bring the case or two. Yeah. We got an uncle that's retired. Yesterday he made, the day before yesterday, he made five deliveries from Centerville all the way back to uh, Fresh Pickens. Yeah. So that's how we're handling that. But we also have an Amazon store, and we have an online store. And Troy manages, <laughs> he manages both of that. that. He manages, he manages all the online sales. So that's what we're working on. And one of the things that, that we see is that we went under this premise of controlled growth. Mm-hmm. We didn't want to overcommit and couldn't deliver. And that's, that's what you run into when you're dealing with co-packers and third parties. Virginia, I mean, have you started to get to a point where, I mean, I know your, your husband helps out, it sounds like. So you, the guys here at Cajun Nation have family assistance. I mean, <laughs> are you, um, um, what's, what's that sort of labor force like for you? I'm kind of a one-woman show. Okay, respect. I yeah. do all of the baking. Uh, my husband is wonderful, and every now and then I'll let him, like, help me fill cookies or pack boxes. Like, or you can't even just, like, mix a bowl or something like that? I'm sure you could put this dude to work. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's, um, so macarons are simple in the ingredient list, yeah. but the way that you make them is extremely tedious. Right. Um, if you mix the bowl one too many times, you've ruined them. If you whip your sugar 30 seconds too long, you've ruined them. It's extremely, it takes a lot of attention and a lot of patience. And I'm a control freak in that aspect. Um, My house can be a nightmare. My kids can be running around naked, but my macarons will be perfect. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So he helps me a lot with, you know, like I said, packing boxes, assembling things. I have um, friends, one of my best friends, Kelsey, she lovingly works for free or for food (laughs) or for margaritas um, at all of my markets. So she, you know, helps me do those sorts of things. But as far as baking goes, it's, it's me. Yeah, I mean, is it, so if I'm understanding correctly, the Cajun Nation guys, I mean, you know, you're developing the flavors, but having somebody else essentially make them at scale, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, how do you make sure that they're making them the way that you want then? I mean, it feels like there's a level of trust that happens. That's there, my problem. Where you're having to say like, well, this is what it's supposed to taste like. And then you're, I mean, I've talked to folks who make different kinds of blends of things and they'll say, well, you would assume if I go from, you know, one tablespoon of this to one gallon of that, the proportions would just work out. But it sometimes doesn't actually, right? So, I mean, how do you all make sure that it, the, the person you're working with to trust your brand is actually doing it right? If I pay you, I expect it. <laughs> okay. <that's, laughs> because Standard the customer is going to tell us. Yeah. You know, the customer tells us everything. We have customers that go in on social media. They send us videos of fixing the can. They show us and tell us that we got one can left. They'll tell us that the the seasoning or the sauces is doing this. So we get all of our feedback from the the consumer. And that's why social media is so important, though. And then we use it. Oh, yeah. But then the the co-packers that we use, they're very reputable. Sure. They package for some of the largest, most recognizable brands that's out there, and we have an agreement, you know. And and with my background, I'm my, my regular job. I work in chemical plants, I have production planning, and all that. One thing that I've learned: you can't have all your eggs in one basket. Right. So if you start performing at the level of quality that needs to be, we got some. We were just talking about that yeah. coming up. You know, so 
that's one of the things that do. Personally, we use it. Secondly, when we get a batch, when we get a new batch in, we test it. Yeah. So it's it's that you know. Yeah, so you, your your hands are, are still in it, and I mean, it sounds like Virginia, your hands are still very much literally in what you're making. <laughs> I mean, is the idea that at some point you would be able to scale it, or or, or is this the sort of thing that we think, you know the, the guys over here talked about controlled growth, right. the idea that it feels like your business fits in your lives? Yeah, yeah. I can ask that something. Yeah, Troy, ask a question. Yeah. I love your idea. <laughs> 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 because my wife and I. Uh, we went shopping the other day. My wife, you know, she's a caddy-holic. Yeah. <laughs> and she went, I'm not a caddy-holic. You know, I'm a country boy. I eat apples and oranges. <laughs> so we go into this, this candy store in the mall, and she's picking them little gummy bears. She, yeah. You know, I don't know why she eat it, but anyway. And what I did see was I asked her, I saw a jalapeno. <laughs> it was a jalapeno. A dill, a dill pickle. Mm-hmm. Candy and popcorn. Mm-hmm. And I asked my wife, well, who would buy that? <laughs> You'd be surprised. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Well, sitting here listening to you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Macaron, macaron? Because I want to taste them. I've never tasted Macarons with a twist. Oh, well, I have some for See, you. See, that's where you should go with that. You guys yeah. need to try so, the macarons. No, no. I'm giving you some free information. Okay. <laughs> macaron with a twist. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? macaron with a twist the people selling those huh so and that's one of the things they're really not that there's not that many people that sell them around here no, but you're um, selling it with a twist i am and no, no, that's no, you're not, you're not getting it. <laughs> you you're selling it with a twist mm-hmm. do you do you show people how you make them i well ish um so on social media if you like follow me on stories and things like that i do post like my process um, to some extent, yes. I saw like a gorgeous picture of like a sourdough loaf that you had made. Yes. Right, and it was like you cut it open and you stick your thumb in it, and you could yeah, see and that it, it springs like back. Fluffy. And I mean, like, yeah. I think I've watched enough Great British Breaking Show to know that it was a well. That is my favorite show. A well cooked loaf, but I mean, I, I think Troy's kind of hammering on a, I think an interesting point, right? That's I mean, your, like, that's your audience. Is your audience? It is, and honestly, I find that um, so I, a lot of like cookies and macarons and things like that are geared toward. Um, I guess kids, because it's a sugary sweet. Sure, yeah. They're pretty. There are a lot of colors. Mm-hmm. And so I guess it's a little manipulative. But <laughs> at a market. All business is manipulation. At Virginia. a market. Yeah. You bring kids in with the pretty colors, and then you keep their parents there with the flavors. Yeah. Because the dad is going to buy the candied jalapeno. Yeah. The mom is going to buy, um, you know, the caramel apple crown you know they're gonna buy the adult flavors and then you have the things for the kids like yellow cake with chocolate icing and cookies and cream but my goal in life eventually is to expand to a storefront where i have a variety of very upscale flavors for adults yeah i had a girl this week she ordered a dozen from me um of my hot honey because she's putting them on charcuterie boards. Wow. You know, it's not necessarily just for dessert. It's for all day, you know? Do, do you have a candied jalapeno in this box here? I don't. I what have do you have in the box? Tell us what's in the box. Yellow cake with chocolate icing. Okay. Um, everything bagel. Yeah. Hot honey and sopapilla cheesecake. Troy, is there is there a flavor that you'd like to try? 
I try anything though. Basically. <laughs> and what I was trying to get to her. Sure, yeah. What, what, I, what I'm trying to explain to you is there's branding mm-hmm. and there's marketing. And I They're not the same. They're not. And I'm very bad at that. Like I've well, I I help have, you I'm only I, I one give person. I give you some tips. And my husband helps. He yeah. does. It, like he built my website for me and all that. Um, but it's hard. Especially with social media, it's hard. I told you. It's back a whole other job. Twist. Yeah, it's kinda interesting because you get into this world, right, where Look, I mean, the internet, right, uh, e-commerce uh, solutions, all these different types of website templates that you can that you can get. I mean, basically anybody yeah. can do it in a it's way, super right? Easy. And And so the hard part then becomes if everybody does it, well, then how do how I... How do I be different? Stick out, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and I mean, like, that's the real challenge. I mean, yep. um, but... I mean, look, what, what, what you seem to be putting together, I mean, it sticks out to me. I mean, a candied jalapeno macaron just sounds interesting at and face value, right? It is, and I've done... Um, different like uh, bridal shows and things like that and that's whenever you're giving out all these like tiny free samples and that's when I bring all those kind of strange flavors because it's like well why wouldn't you try it it's free like taste it and that's when you know all the grooms are coming and asking me for the Mexican hot chocolate and you know the brides are getting very interested in all these kind of out-the-box flavors that normally they wouldn't get for something like a wedding right you know? Well, I guess we're all looking, right, for some sort of secret sauce. In your case, is right, we're all looking for a secret <laughs> spice to how we make business work. So, oh, yeah. um, Zoe, Troy, Virginia, thank you guys so much for joining me on Out to Lunch Acadiana. Cool. Appreciate it. Thank you. My guests on Out to Lunch Acadiana today have been Zoe and Troy Bolden, founders of Cajun Nation Seasonings, a Virginia St. Germain owner of Tut's Bakery. We edited this conversation to fit into our time slot here on KRBS. You can hear our unedited conversation and find out more about Cajun Nation seasonings and Tut's macarons by listening to the Out to Lunch Acadiana podcast. You can find and subscribe on your podcast app and our website, itsacadiana.com. If you want to know what we all look like, you can find photos from this show on itsacadiana.com and on our Out to Lunch Acadiana social media. These photos were taken by Aster Morgan. You can find more of Aster's photos at astermorgan.com. Out to Lunch Acadiana is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsacadiana.com and KRBS 88.7 FM. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Associate producers are Molly Richard and Chad Terrio. Our researcher is Leah Erdialis. Today's show was engineered by Dylan Babineau. I'm Christian Mader. I'm editor of the current Lafayette's nonprofit news outlet. For stories deeper than the headlines, head to thecurrentla.com. Join me next time for more business and conversation on Out to Lunch Acadiana. Bye-bye. Out to Lunch Acadiana is recorded live over lunch at Sunday Soda Fountain. A Sunday's experience includes nostalgic classics like ice cream sundaes, house-made sodas, hamburgers, milkshakes, coffee, and even libations. Sunday's historic soda fountain is open seven days a week with sidewalk dining on Jefferson Street in downtown Lafayette. Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. Mitchell Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. You can hear Mitchell's music anywhere great jazz is sold or streamed and at MitchellForeman.com. If you'd like to be part of Out to Lunch, there's one sponsor slot open for 2023. To learn how your business or organization can become an Out to Lunch program partner, email info at inobroadcasting.com.